Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. Are you doubled over in laughter because I'm calling you a puppy, a kitten, a lover, a schmoopy? Well, if you hit that follow button, you will be an automatic schmoopy. Share the episode, then you are everything to me. It's been a minute. I'm happy to report that we have several episodes in the can. So fret not my pets. You will stay informed. I've got some seriously interesting fockeries to explore this time around. In, do you remember, and if you haven't, please give it a spin, episode 28. Oh yeah, that is way back when. It was Reality Casting Producer. Well. COVID happened. COVID is still going on. We're wide open, aren't we? But, 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 a lot of babies, a lot of babies were made and joined us on this beautiful planet. And this is what this episode will be unpacking. What the fuckery is a COVID baby? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadej August, your host. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome and benvenido, bienvenue in any other language you speak. <laughs> I say come one, come all. I love it. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, experiences, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Now, our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truth whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear lover, puppy, kitten, schmoopy, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein today, my guest is Naila. Naila was a guest on episode 28, a reality casting producer. She eats fire. She is a fire-eating talent scout for a little show you may have heard about. It's been around for a minute. It is, it, it, it's best known as AGT, America's Got Talent. That is just one of the many, but it's the one that I think we all know. Our beautiful friend is joining us again. I ran into her at a party. Well, no, it wasn't really a party. It was set up as a party. It was a party scene, to be precise. I'm shooting a film. I come out, and in the, uh, uh, let's just say by crafties, is this woman holding court. And I stop for a second. I'm like, I know that voice. I know that energy. And then I hear her say something about reality. And I said, Hang on, fire eater. She goes, yeah. I'm like, what the fuckery? She goes, oh my gosh, yes. And of course, it was a love fest. Well, she was there not to be an actress, not to produce, not to cast. Her son 
who was born in the height of COVID, was an actor, a baby actor. He was adorable. He is adorable. Um, was wonderful on set. Anyway, that's enough. So we are going to sit back, grab yourself a cup of tea. If you're listening at home, if you're puttering about and cleaning and doing God knows what, either way, it works. Driving, in the subway, on the bus, walking, jogging, running, whatever it is that you're doing, keep doing it and stay plugged in because she has me in stitches. She's hilarious. Naila, hi. Hi. Hi again, I should say. So listeners, it was so interesting how uh, Naila and I reconnected. Um, I was on a shoot and uh, I step out into this waiting area and I see this vibrant, vivacious woman telling a story, holding court um, with the most adorable baby who was actually the child actor on set. And I sat there. I felt like I know this energy. I know the voice. I couldn't quite in her. And then I heard her mention reality casting. I said, what the fuckery, right? <laughs> and right the second you said that, I was like, I knew I knew you. That was the first thing that came to my head. I know. And here we are, what, nearly three years later, because I think it was the summer of 2019 was when I went to your place. We had our great in-person, um, what the fuckery is, uh, reality casting shows. And and now you have like a baby. And it's not just a baby. It's a COVID baby. So I invited Naila back to help unpack what that's like to have experienced all of that. And your life was pretty freaking interesting, by the way. So single mom, COVID yeah. baby, yeah. let's go. I mean, my life was really interesting before the baby. And I see all these like fun little like reels on, on uh, Instagram and TikToks, you know, it's like, oh, but I was this before a baby. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I was eating fire before I had a baby, you know? Um, but yeah, having a baby definitely slows things down. You know, you gotta, you gotta like, oh, I can't do a little dangerous things or I can't travel to every comedy festival. And being that it was COVID, it's only now in the last six months, I'd say that I'm starting to feel like this itch to get out. Um, and I think as new moms, that normally happens a lot earlier, but for me, it's only happening in the last six months. I've been super blessed with the industry I work in and keeping me constantly working. So I haven't had that's that stress, you know? Um, but yeah, it's been interesting having a baby in COVID. I had the, I had my son at the time where on the news, they were saying no one can be in the room with you when you have your baby. And, uh, I did have the father of my son in the room. Thankfully, um, that was, that was a blessing in disguise. How did you pull that off? Well, you know, my mom actually traveled to LA from Dallas, Fort Worth to be here for the birth of the baby, even though she wasn't allowed at the hospital. She took care of my dogs for two or three days. She stayed here, just kind of cleaned and had food ready when we came in. And I just grubbed out when I got home. Oh my God. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, you just kind of like have to get into a mindset. You know, I heard the news that we weren't going to be able to have anybody in the room with me, you know, essentially like that was on the news at that time. And I asked the doctor and even the doctor was like, I, I don't know what's going to happen in three or four weeks when you have your son, you know? Um, so in my mind, I just kind of was like, 
ready to do this alone if you had to. Yeah. I just had to get it in my mind. I'm ready to do this alone. I've lived in LA alone. I've been away from my family for a very long time. I can do this. And I had it in my, in my head. And then a couple of weeks later, it was like, oh yeah, people can be back in there. You just can't leave the hospital. Everyone has to be tested. Um, so yeah, it was very, it was odd and surreal. Cause I think when you, when you have a baby, you have this idea of flowers in your room and visitors coming in and, you know, a hustle bustle in the, in, in the, and seeing other people's babies and walking by other new moms. And the, it was silent. It was, it was like being in a, in a, in a ghost hospital, you know, it didn't feel like a maternity ward. I'd never been on a maternity ward to be, well, I guess my sister had a baby and I was there for that. But other than that, and that was like 20 years ago, um, I hadn't been on a maternity. So it was just weird. It was so surreal. I saw one other baby passing me by chance and that was it. I didn't see another mom. Even the nurses were limited in our rooms. So uh, the nurses could only help out so much with the babies as well. So it was, it was not what I expected, but it went perfectly. If mm-hmm. how long was... were you in the hospital for? So I checked in on uh, Friday morning at six a.m. and I checked out around three o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, wow. I had a C-section. I'm a producer, so I produced my own labor and delivery and all that. I uh, I was like, we're not doing this pushing for twelve hours. I'm not doing that to my body. Um, no, thanks. You're so, like, knock me out. Not, no, I said that to the doctor. I said that. I was like, what do we have to do so I don't have to experience any of this? And he laughed and I was like, no, I'm being dead serious. I really do not want to experience childbirth. I'm one of those weird ladies. Some women are just like, oh, I can't wait to experience. I was like, nope, I want to be asleep. And they're like, what about the first cry? I'll hear him crying for the next 18 years. I don't need to hear the first one. It's not a big deal. I'm not that sentimental. I am, but I'm not. So it, uh, it, it was, it, it, yeah, it was interesting. Some might say you are a dream woman for most (laughs) men. Um, listen, (laughs) how old is the, is your son now? He just turned two on May 15th. Oh, you got to hear his birthday. 5, 15, 20. Wow. I love his birth date. I do too. But you know what that tells me? Hmm. Were you preggers during our interview? What when what day was our interview? Well, I don't remember the day, but I do believe it was during the month of August. So we 2019. Con- yeah, yeah. We've configured that I was pregnant or I got pregnant on August 18th. So I was either literally just pregnant, like days. Or I hadn't, I wasn't pregnant yet. So yeah, you, you caught me. Like I was really, yeah. 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 But you know, it's, it's wild too, because I, correct me if I'm wrong. I vaguely remember that you were either just starting that relationship or Mm. coming out of one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Let me, I mean, obviously don't share if you don't want to. No, no, it's fine. So I met him uh, March 1st of 2019 and yeah, we got pregnant in August. So there's that. There's that. There's that. And and, and were you both in agreement that you? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, our romantic relationship isn't correct. You know, uh, it just doesn't work out for either one of us. We don't communicate correctly. Mm. 
Did it end while you were pregnant or after you gave birth? Uh, I think to be very respectful to his father and our relationship, what I can say is I think before the pregnancy happened, we were already on the rocks. So when the pregnancy happened, I kind of, in my own mind, had this gentleman who was very, very happy about the situation. Um, and he was very wanting to be a part of, you know, my life. And I was the one who was hesitant. Um, but I thought here I am 36 years old. There's this man who's very happy and wants to be with me and wants this baby and everything is checking off correctly. <clears throat> and I'm also at an age where I'm like, what am I going to do? Wait until I'm 39. Like this is kind of the last go for me. Honestly, if I didn't have him, I probably would see myself never having children because by the time, and this is just me for each their own, but for me, I don't really want a toddler or a newborn at 40 and one year I'll be 40. So I don't, I don't want to have to go through what I went through two years ago in my forties. Everyone's like, Oh, you're going to have another one. I'm like, no, Oh, he needs a friend. I'm like, you can be his friend. I don't need to not sleep for another five years like this. And I need to focus on my career and things like that. But yeah, so his dad and I, we stayed together for the first year. We really tried, you know, but again, our communicate and that was during COVID too. So, um, you know, there was no slamming of doors and escaping to another space. You just, yeah, buckle yeah. down and deal with it. Yeah. We had to buckle down and deal with it. And he was working all the time because he's a GM of a restaurant. So he's never really had a day off during COVID maybe one week, you know, they shut down. Um, and then he was off for a month to be with his son, um, so he was here and involved, um, but then has been back to work. And so I, I have my son full time and, um, it's not like legal binding. Like I said, our parenting relationship and our co and our co-parenting relationship has, has been very good. You know, um, I think how we communicate about our son is, is ideal at the moment. Um, you know, where it goes and changes, you know, but right now it, it works really well for us. Um, and his son and his son, his dad comes and visits his son whenever he would like, you know, with with proper communication and not just showing up at my door, which is, again, something we've had to work through. You know, when he first moved out, I said, yeah, you can come see what your son whenever. But that doesn't mean at 11 o'clock at night when you're in the area and you just want to see him sleeping. No, I'm still asleep. I'm going to bed. This is my home now, my private area. So there has been that communication of trying to put boundaries up. And I think that's hard when you co-parent with somebody or when you're co-parenting with somebody you're trying to also stay friends with um, because we don't hate each other. It's just romantically, it's not a good fit at all. Um, and his family and I get along. Um, his family was just here for his birthday. His brother was just here during October and his brother and sister-in-law and niece all stayed at my apartment. We all went to Disneyland together as, as a family, you know, um, because it was important, you know, for all of us to be together. I didn't need to join in on his family's time, but it was our son's first time at Disneyland and we both wanted to be there. And so his family was respectful and he was respectful and I was respectful. And we had a great, we had a great, I mean, for moments we'd actually complained about him, <laughs> you know, so we're like, 
where is he now? You know, he was charging his phone somewhere. So it was, it was friendly and that's, there he is. Yeah. And we don't mind, we don't mind listeners hearing the laughter and the, the, a child enjoying their, their lives. Listen, did you work this, the co-parenting out between just the two of you, or did you have to bring in a mediator or was it just trial and error? Here's what's not working. Here's what's working. Yeah. So right now it's just between the two of us. I do see in the future um, mediation just because, you know, eventually he's going to start dating or I'm going to start dating and we're going to have like that weirdness or someone's going to move on and get married, either him or I, you know, so I, I do think mediation in the future is very important. I do not think we need to go to court together and do, uh, custody battles and things like that. We can focus on what works with our personal schedules and our personal jobs. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's never been something that we've, we've actually gone to others. I've gone to other people and listened to their situations and I've definitely looked up stuff online and watched YouTube videos and things like that, how to co-parent better and how to communicate better, you know, um, so I think that's that's been that's been something that we've worked on. I've been blessed to work during my whole pregnancy, essentially, um, up until a month before my son was born. And I was going to work that whole month. <laughs> that was the plan. Um, I, I think I was going to stop working two weeks before the baby was born. And then COVID happened. And so I ended up working two weeks from home and then I was cut. So it was really, it was like, uh, I, I hate saying this, but COVID could not have happened at a better time in my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's focus now specifically on what it's, what it's like for this child who was born during a time when there was very little human interaction between, uh, him and strangers and et cetera. It's just been mommy and daddy. And what's it like when they see people with masks on, how has it affected their development or his development, if any? Well, that's a really interesting question because one thing I've been told continuously is that boys do develop uh, later than women or than girls. You know, I was nine months old gabbing away, starting to say, you know, mama and, and milk and, stuff like that. While his dad, um, didn't talk until he was almost three Um, years old, years old. Yeah. His dad didn't talk until he was almost three. So I don't know necessarily if it's something to do with his, um, with his development necessarily, or if it is, uh, what's it called? If it's, um, just because he's a boy, (laughs) but, but to be fair, uh, yes, uh, masks has been, have been very different and difficult for him. Um, you know, when we went to the doctor, it was really scary. He's gotten used to it more and more, but at first he would freak out after about a year old, I'd say maybe, maybe, yeah, about a year, year and a half, he started freaking out with masks and doctor's offices. When we go out, he wouldn't really do anything. Now, the one thing we've noticed 
is that he hasn't had a lot of eye interaction. So he won't necessarily um, look straight at you in your eyes. Um, he'll look at things behind you. He'll look at the room, but it's really hard to get his, um, his, his connection okay. with eye contact, focus with, with eye contact. He can focus on singers, on music, I mean, he's watching Turning Red right now. He loves Turning Red, the movie about a girl getting her period. He loves that movie. Um, it's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I focus and, I'm, and we believe it's because of the masks because um, he's constantly looking at other things and he's not focusing on faces. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been, that's been challenging. Uh, his speech has been delayed because he's not really interacting with anybody but me 24 hours a day. And I do have a full-time job and I do work from home. So I'm constantly talking to people on the phone and playing with blocks. While I'm pitching a show, I'm playing with a block with him, but I'm not talking to him. He's hearing me talk. Mm -hmm. um, there have been one instance where... Thankfully, I wasn't working. I was just playing on my phone and he grabbed my phone and threw it across the room. And that was before he hit two years old. So that worried me. Um, but uh, yeah, speech has been delayed. We have speech therapists that come two hours a week to my home, which I tell people, if you have a kid in California, you should be taking advantage of speech and development therapy that is free until the time they are three years old. Um, they will come to your home, they will assess the child, they will come weekly um, and, and do th therapies with your kid. And we've been doing it for almost two months now. And I can definitely say that there is a difference in my child's speech. Um, I heard him say, go, go, and no. And he, he's been counting on his fingers by himself. Like, he'll just go like, this. And he's not saying anything. So I know in his head, he's thinking three, four, five. You know, um, he points out colors and numbers at the park, uh, but he doesn't verbalize them. He wants you to say them for him. So it's it's interesting. Again, I can't say if it's just my child or if it's COVID, but I haven't put him in daycare because I work from home. Why do I need to be spending? And I kid you not, the cheapest one I found was $520. A week or a month? A week, a week, a week. No, a month. That was a month, $520 yeah. a month. But here's the thing. It's not full time. It's only for four hours, two days a week. So I'm paying 520 for eight hours a week for a month. So that's what 1632 was that 32 hours a month. That's that's like that's I, it. It's honestly, it's the same price as a nanny or a babysitter because a nanny or a babysitter gets anywhere between 15 and 20 dollars. So I think it's like 20, 21 dollars an hour if I take him to the daycare and he's interacting with other kids. But my son doesn't know how to play with other kids and doesn't like strangers. So it doesn't work out for us. We did it two days. We did it for two months. He screamed. He cried. He would not let anyone touch him. He wouldn't interact with the other children. He would stand in the corner and cry. And I watched it from a corner around, like literally there was windows and I was around the corner, like going like this, looking, he couldn't see me. And I, I, I kept looking for like an hour and a half, two hours, because there's a cafe right there. This isn't going to work out. So maybe in a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, so, but are there are there other small children in your family that? No, huh? He's he's the first and only. He's the he's the well. My niece and my nephew are sixteen and twenty, so mm -hmm. he's 
you know, the oldest or they're the oldest, they're kind of grown up. And then um, my son's cousin on his dad's side, she's, I think, six. So there's a four year age difference or maybe she's five, uh, four, four year age difference. But they live in Florida. So there's no family here. We don't right. we don't have any. I don't really have a lot of friends with kids. And the ones that do have kids either live far away or we all have schedules. You know, it's like, let's get together on Sunday. And it's like, oh, Sunday, I have to go to this other friend's birthday party. Or it's my only day off with my husband. Or it's our wedding anniversary. There's just always something. There's always something. Or our kids are sick, you know. And that's been a big thing. It's like, how do we let our kids play with each other and be safe? That That was, I think, the first step in trying to socialize my son is how can we be safe and also be social? Um, The first thing I did was I had a friend who is a nurse, she's an ER nurse. And so she has to take COVID tests like every other day or something like that. So she came over with her kids after they were all tested. And that was the first play date we ever had. Um, it, it, It went interestingly my son played and they kept trying to play with him. And he was just like, no, I'm going to play with this over here. Oh, you want my book? I'm going to take the book and I'm going to play with it over. It was very interesting. He doesn't know how to share, um, but they're also older kids. So it's, it's really interesting trying to socialize your kid in a social distancing era. So yeah. When the um, SLP person comes, the speech language pathologist person, do they uh, give you homework to do with him or keep you abreast of his development and what's the progress? Yeah. So uh, we do a lot of like sign language. So we are like trying to learn how to say more since he's not verbalizing it. He can tell me more or all done, things like that. So she teaches me things. I mean, honestly, things that I kind of already know, but I wasn't implementing Um, I think, again, as a single mom or as stay-at-home moms, working stay-at-home moms, parents that are just working from home, I think we all fall into this. We know what we should be doing, but we get so bogged down with the everyday routine, with with our work, with our schedules, with our expectations. You know, it, 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 it just, there's just so much. And like yesterday, you know, my son was (laughs) fun conversation. My son was so constipated. I had to take him to the doctor, um, to help relieve him. You know what I mean? So, um, that was in the middle of my day. So now it's like screwed up the whole schedule. We were gone for like four hours. Um, it's, I, I think we just, we all get, we all get distracted. So the, when, when my speech and, and development, cause I do speech for for two hours a week and a development therapist who comes for two hours a week. So both of them do give me homework. You know, right now we're trying to work on signs for speech and words, obviously. Um, But just for him to communicate better with us, um, I've picked up on his signs and his communication. Like I know what he wants, (laughs) but other people are like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and then, uh, my development teacher, you know, we've been working on trying to get him off the bottle. He is addicted to the nipple. Uh, when I say nipple, I mean the bottle, like he was off of me at three months and he was just that, that it's like, Oh Lord, that bottle. Um, and we're trying to learn how to use forks because he won't let anyone feed him. He's a finger eater. Um, so I have to like, try to 
you know, he won't even pull food out of my mouth. So we work on little things and then we try to implement that. So now instead of just putting stuff on his high chair table, which is what I was doing because I'm like, well, why am I going to messy up a bowl if he's just going to topple it over? And, and, the, and the development teacher is like, well, you need to, you know, it's, it's, it's annoying and it's ruining your schedule and your routines because you just want to feed them and get them and, and do this, but you have to work with them. So now I have a plate that I found that's like silicone and it sticks to the it sticks to the, and you can't move it. And it's great. And I love it. <laughs> the joys of a mom, like when you find things like that. So we do work on things. We do work. I, I try to figure out different development things that I can do. I mean, I've already been talking to you for 30 minutes. I haven't turned around once. He's sitting, he's sitting in the rocking chair. He's totally fine. He's such a good kid. Um, but yeah, I do have homework that I have to do with him. Now, because because I don't have a child, I'm not sure where we are right now. As we're speaking, there's this big milk and famil formula shortage in this country. Is he affected by this or is he off formula? He eats. No. uh, Yeah. I mean, he's completely off milk. We've switched to oat milk because it's caused so much constipation issues. So we're Mm -hmm. on oat milk now. Uh, But I will I will say I can't imagine what it is to be like right now with a newborn um, with what's going on. I, I went to the store just for giggles sake, you know, looked to see what, uh, formula was there. And I'll, I'll be honest, there was no formula at my grocery store. I did ask for giggles sake. Uh, I was like, Oh, where's all the formula? Do you guys have it like up the front? And they said, no, we, we ran out. We're waiting for our shipment. I went to target and they did have them, but they were locked up. They were locked up, and that's the first time I've seen uh, that, and it was all the non-brand names that were left. Um, we we uh, were very excited the day that he was off formula because, I mean, formula and diapers alone, you're looking at $100 a week. Just, I, just yeah. I, I, yeah, we, it, 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 it ain't cheap. $30 for just this like thing of powder. And now I've heard these moms are making fake, uh, baby powder and they're like trying to do it or something. I don't know. I, I saw it in the news. It's just sad. It's sad. very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, a little personal here, obviously don't answer if you don't want to, how are, are you being supported in a healthy financial way by his dad? Because it's expensive. <laughs> It's, no, <laughs> no. Um, you know, oh, that's another I Yeah. It's okay though. Um, <clears throat> I, again, I'm very blessed, um, in the industry that I work in, you know, people recommend me for jobs. I'm constantly working. Um, you know, I work until one or two or three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I do take naps in the middle of the afternoon, you know, uh, once in a great while yesterday was one nap this month that I did. Uh, but, but it's, it's a blessing that I'm able to be able to financially support myself and my child. Um, his dad's not currently there. Um, and I, I understand that fact question. Mm. Is he not there because he's incapable of sparing money or is he choosing not to? Because see, here's how I see it. Personally, it's both for me. I, I, I do think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, without being again, disrespectful to him, you know, and sharing too much of his personal information. I just think at the end of the day, you know, it's all about balance. And some people, some people need to 
learn how to figure out how to balance things um, or take on a little bit more so they are able to balance things. Like me, you know, I do pick up a couple of side jobs. Somebody's like, oh, Nyla, I can't cast this thing. You know, I'll throw you some money. You know, well, that means I'm working until three o'clock in the morning, you know, only getting like three or four hours of sleep a night because he gets up at six or seven. And then I'm trying to make sure I can manage not only my time with my son, but my full-time job and then this side gig that I might do. So it's hard on me and stressful on me with time. Um, but financially, I'm able to take care of my son myself. And when the day comes that his dad is able to um, help out more financially, um, great. You know, he gives diapers when he can, He, you know. His, and also, let's also bring up the point that gas prices are extremely high. So I also have to take that into consideration. His dad is spending $100 every three or four days on gas from going home to going to work to coming to see his son or maybe taking his son out for something to going and having his own personal life. Like he's going through gasoline. Like, like I said, like every three days he's filling up and he tells me this and I fill up once a week. So I have to think, okay, well, he's spending almost a thousand dollars a month that could be going to his son in gas. So I try to be very, I think I'm, I think I'm a, a different breed of person because my friends and my family are like, I can't believe you. <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe that. I'm very patient. I'm very understanding. It is a uh, negative and a positive in my personality because I can be um, understanding to a fault. Um, I can be patient to a fault. Um, but I, I don't, again, have any animosity towards him. I don't have any anger towards him. There's no reason for me to be like, you owe me money and this, that, whatever, you know, uh, I don't think that's going to be beneficial for both of us in the long run or healthy for my son at the end of the day. And I have to think long-term, not, I need this now, you know, I'm able to financially take care of myself, pay my own bills, pay my rent. I live in Van Nuys. It's not like I live in West Hollywood, you know, um, I've been living in my apartment for almost 10 years. So rent control, you know, so, <laughs> you know, that's honestly why if I had to move, I probably wouldn't be able to afford everything. Um, I've, I've recently learned a person moved into a one bedroom and she pays her, her husband pay, I think $800 more than me. And I have a two bedroom. So I'm not, I'm not moving, <laughs> but you know, to, to be fair though, to your answer, you know, I think it's just people need to learn how to balance. I had to learn how to balance you know, I don't have a social life as much anymore. Um, and that's what I've given up. So. Naila, I've got to ask you, mm-hmm. how are you taking care of you? Mental oh, health. Self- mental health. That yeah. good, good old fashioned, ever so important thing. Because you're doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. <laughs> I'm doing a lot. And I keep a very nice, clean home with fresh flowers. And, you know, I have like everything is sorted. I have a whole garden. Um, so I do things for myself. Um, I have a trainer. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. What you just listed has nothing to do with you. The clean home. No. The oh, I know. But that, that is my mental health. Cause honestly, a clean home brings me mental health. Um, I, I personally cannot function in disorganization. So taking the time to clean my home every night before I go to bed 
and waking up to a fresh, clean place brings me so much mental health. I cannot tell you it, that to me, I do have a whole pile of clean laundry. I have to do, and it's taken me two weeks. You know what I mean? But my home is clean. Lovers, puppies, kittens, schmoopies. The term self-care is thrown around a lot lately, and deservedly so. What the fuckery is supported by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burnt out without even knowing it. Burnout is related not only to your career, but also to your role as a student, a parent, a caregiver, the other half of a couple, or a thruple, or even as a friend. You see, if you're losing motivation, feeling helpless, or detaching from loved ones, talking to someone can help identify what's causing burnout. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if that's not your jam. What the fuckery listeners, that would be you get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash fockery10. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash fockery10. Links in the show notes. Please support our sponsors. Speaking of radiant health, garbage in, garbage out, as we know. Well, I have subscribed to this new meal service. It is called Vistro, V-E-E-S-T-R-O. Whether you are working from home or commuting to work or going to school or just doing life, when you're too tired to cook or you're too busy, guess what? You end up inevitably that fast food drive through looks amazing, doesn't it? I've been there, done that. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And we just end up making perhaps not the best health decisions. Well, Vistro makes these delicious chef-inspired plant-based healthy alternative meals delivered straight to your home anywhere in the U.S. All you have to do is just heat and enjoy. Some of them follow the recipe. If it says in the oven, do it in the oven. Microwave, microwave. However, all I know is for me personally, it has been a game changer. It's saved some time, my health, and my portion control. My favorites from Vistro, okay, my absolute favorite, you guys, is this impossible gluten-free lasagna. Can I just say I have fooled a friend who's Italian who just loves these lasagna, and when he discovered that I you know, tricked him, he was just really blown away. I also like their jackfruit pozzole, the Moroccan melange. I could go on, but I do. So I order a la carte. It's just how I do it. Uh, but why am I sharing this with you? Well, here's what Nadege August does for her lovers, puppies, kittens, and schmoopies. If I love something, I just reach out to the company now and I go, hey, I have a podcast. I have people who listen. What can we do? I want to give them a discount and share this with them. And of course, they obliged. So the best part of all of this is that the What the Fockery family, you, my lover, puppy, kitten, schmoopy, and your friends and family, feel free to share this code, is Fockery25. Punch that puppy in at checkout where it says promo code. 
and you will get 25% off. Just go to vistro.com. That is V-E-E-S-T-R-O.com. And you can either automate or just order your meals at a la carte. Healthy meals. The links are, of course, in the show notes. And you know what? You don't have to subscribe. I just do like 10 meals every 15 days because based on my lifetime, lifestyle, that is all I need. Uh, and you're not tethered to it, right? You try it once. You're not crazy about it. Stop. But I promise you, you'll be hooked. It doesn't hurt. Vistro.com. Fuckery 25. So that is a huge thing for me, but to be fair to like what I actually do for myself, um, funny enough, last year I was casting the show. Uh, this is a great way to get money out of me. I swear to God, but I was casting a show called to tell the truth on, uh, ABC with Anthony Anderson. And we were needing people to be the liar in to tell the truth. And there was this one truth teller that had lost this major weight. So we needed people who looked like they had lost lots of weight. So I found this trainer on Instagram and I said, hey, you're in Long Beach. You know, you want to make some money. You want to come on the show. Da, 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 da. She auditioned. She was great. I just loved her. And I started talking to her about her, about me, my son. My son had not even turned one years old yet. And she's like, hey. Why don't you, such a drug dealer she is, why don't you come do a Zoom training session with me for free? Um, and you're just going to feel so good. And I'll be honest, I knew what she was doing, but I was down, you know? So I worked out with her and then she was like, well, how do you feel? And I was like, I feel great. That was a good workout. Um, and I have been working out with her for the past 12 months. I've lost gosh, like 30 pounds with her. Um, I fit in a size eight, 10 jeans, which I was in before pregnancy. Actually, I was in a size six, eight, but that's okay. Uh, eight, 10 jeans. And I just, I have, every time I see her, I want to cuss her out. I want to tell her I hate her and, and that I don't want to do this anymore, but I keep showing up and I keep paying her money. So um, I do that two days a week on Thursdays and Saturdays. And during that time, my son plays around me. Sometimes when I'm doing push-ups, he'll get on my back and she's cheering him on. She's like, yeah, do it, JV, put more weight. And I'm like, screw you both, screw you both. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do that two days a week. And then um, especially now because it's spring, um, but I've been doing it since the fall. Um, we go, my son and I go to the farm, uh, once to twice a, a month. So we drive about 30 minutes North, uh, to a family farm and we just walk around, we pick berries, we pick fruits and vegetables. My whole family on my mom's side were farm people in Indiana. So for me, it's just it's therapeutic. Just kind of it's therapeutic. It's, it's kind of nice. He enjoys it. You know, it, I come home with fresh last, this past weekend, I came home with six pints of fresh picked strawberries. I'm still eating them. So good. Um, and we go to the farmer's market on Sundays. Like the, those are weirdly the things that make me feel good. And then girl, I go out and get my nails done. I don't know if you can see this, but I those see are it. real flower petals in my nails. So that's where I spend my, my throwaway money. <laughs> I like to say like, you're not, there's no reason for a stay at home mom to have this nice and nails. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's the one thing I, I do. 
I do for myself. I, I, yeah, but these are real panels. I I recently just started doing it. I'm obsessed. obsessed. (laughs) Well, if you love flowers, I love flowers and I love gardening and I have a huge garden on my patio. I have three avocado plants. Uh, no, sorry. Pineapple plants. I have three pineapple plants. My avocado plant died. Um, and then just a whole bunch of, uh, tomatoes, nothing, nothing is coming out yet. Um, just because I started late this year and pineapples aren't coming out for another like two years. So (laughs) they're going to be in pots for a while. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm a very busy person. So everyone's like, so when are you going to start dating again? I'm like, girl, I don't, I don't got time for that. I don't, I don't have time. I already told you at the top of the interview, I got a vibrator. That's good enough for me. Like, listen, listen, you know, <laughs> done, done in two minutes. Don't have to listen to your whole story about your ex-girlfriend, how you're still getting over your ex, how your mom is annoying. Like, I don't have to listen to any of that stuff. Just go to bed. As, as, as my people would say, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. I, I don't got time for that. <laughs> my think- birthday's. Uh-huh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. When is your birthday? Oh, my birthday's in two weeks. And I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's gay pride weekend too. So I'm just like, I, I don't even know what to do. That's the, that's the sad part about, I think, becoming a mom is like, you forget how you used to have fun or how you used to have fun just doesn't like do it anymore. Again, I see work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. I see these reels of these, of these parents. It's like, Oh, you want to get together? This mom's like, Oh, let's get together. And then she gets a text message. Oh, I have to cancel. And she's like, yay, I don't have to go out anymore. It's, and it's so true. The day that I did the filming with you, Oh girl, I was so excited to be there. I wanted to be there, but like an hour in, I was like, when can we go home? I am, I'm, this is just so much social interaction. Uh, it's just so much, it, it, it's tiresome. And I think it's also COVID, but yeah, it is tiresome. It I think is, we are all becoming new versions of ourselves due to COVID. And, yeah. and you know what? I'm excited to check back in with you in maybe <laughs> a year or even in nine months, just to, just to yeah. see how you're progressing with you and with your baby who will, won't be such a baby anymore. He'll be like a full on toddler, right? I mean, he's a full on toddler right now. He'll be a kid if we talk to each other. I mean, if, I mean, we should, cause it'll be like every year and a half check-in kind of thing. It'd be super fun, but he'll be like three or four by that point, And he'll come on and he'll say hi to you and everything. It's it, that is super interesting to think that I might've just been pregnant when we talked the last time. It blows so my crazy. mind. So it blows crazy. my mind. And yeah. so many things have happened in the world. My gosh. Yeah. yeah. We were all forced to shift and change and break up, make up. Some of us had kids apparently. Uh, <laughs> have you noticed though, that now that COVID's like officially over, over, um, that's what I feel like. It's like unofficially over, but unofficially over. over, but it's like, everyone's like, it's over. Right. Yeah. I've noticed so many breakups and people moving out. I just got a text message from a friend yesterday. It's like, Hey, I'm moving out in two weeks. You know, if, if, um, if you ever want to come over and hang out and I'm like, you're what, you know, I know you guys were on the rocks, but I think it's like, Oh, now that people are working again, they're able to move out. They don't have a reason to stay with somebody. 
it's it's interesting. I've I've, I've noticed everyone's breaking up. There's Everyone. been major shifts in coupling and uncoupling. Um, you know, there are people who got together and fell in love quickly during COVID because they thought the world was going to end, so they cohabitated. It was crazy. And then as the world slowly opened up, like I have a friend who said, it literally, he was like. Uh, Because I said, what happened to this woman that you were so crazy about? You thought was the one you were going to marry. They started looking for a place to buy together and stuff. And all of a sudden it's over. He's like, well, the truth is when we started to go out a little bit, I would see how she was treating people and also meeting her friends. And he started to think to himself, wait a minute, who are these people? And this is how you behave in real life? Yeah. Uh, bubbles got busted and people yeah. are going, you know what? Life's either too short for this or, oh, guess what? The world is not coming to an end. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it is, uh, it's interesting for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how these kids who were born in COVID, like my son or COVID babies who were, you know, conceived during COVID, um, what the world would be like for them, you know? Yeah. We know know there will be an effect. There has to. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see like how our generation is so super social, even if online and how those kids, because this kid isn't social. He's not, he's not social. He doesn't play with other kids. Um, it'll be interesting to see how antisocial these kids are going to become in a way like, or independent maybe is the better word, socially independent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't predict, but studies will be done. I see him in the background, super indie, super indie. He's like an indie movie on his own. Like, look at that. He's doing his own entertainment. Yeah. He needs nothing. He He has his doggy though. Yo, he doesn't, you know, that's another fun thing is that I have two dogs that he's been around his whole life. My dogs are 17 and, and, uh, 14. They're old dogs. They're seniors. They're on their last leg. Um, doesn't pay attention to them. Doesn't touch them. Doesn't pet them. Doesn't pull at them. Leaves them alone. Doesn't do anything. And then when we go out, I'm like, look, a doggy. And he's just like, whatever. Couldn't care less. I, I, t- I take him to farms to try to like engage him with animals. And he kind of like just touches the duck like that. He's, he's just, he's just more interested in uh, riding the train. He just wants to ride the train all. I'm the mom who you pass on those kitty trains sitting with her kid, just going, I hey. <laughs> have a good day. Uh, and on that note, I want to say, come on, ride the train and ride it. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> don't drink the juice. Don't ride this train. You don't want to ride this train. Don't ride this train. This train. I, I will. I will say this. I love being a mom. I do. But I do not encourage anyone to become a parent. Mm. It is a responsibility. Mm. It is a true, actual job to raise a child. Um, and if you don't look at your, your raising as a child, as a job, you're, you're doing your job wrong because you're not, you're, you're not parenting. And 
I worked on a parenting show and I've realized that I'm a child led parent. My child tells me how they want to be doing things and this I'm a little passive, but girl, as soon as he gets a little older, I'm going to be a little bit of a more authoritarian parent and giving him rules and structures and this and that it's interesting. Parenting is needed. It's needed and it's a job and you got to do your job right. And you have to do it 100% or you're not doing your job at all. So yeah, if you're not ready to take on a new job, a new responsibility for 18 years or more for 18 years or more. And also not only that you're parenting with another person, even if you're married to that person, everybody's different. Everyone reacts differently. Everybody, his dad, his dad is so like, Oh my God, he fell. Oh my God. And I'm like, he fell. Okay. He's going to cry. It's okay. You know, they're going to learn, you know, everybody's different. So you just got to, it's a job. Don't ride this train. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't ride this train. Oh, Naila, we could talk for hours, but we got to get off. Okay. Yeah. Hey, thank you so very much. But um, I'm doing this new thing now. I know I didn't do it with you. Maybe I did. Where you say goodbye to my listeners the way you say goodbye to someone you adore. But it doesn't sound like you leave your son alone enough to be like, bye, baby, I'm leaving. But it's a cutesy way you say bye, bye. I say bye, bye. Usually usually I say because I go walk the dog. I'm such a bad person, but bad mom, but I put a movie on and I go walk the dog and I go, no, 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 I'll be right back. You stay here. And I come back and he stay and he stayed right there and he watches the movie, which is perfect little angel. Um, he, I've been doing that with him since he was like six months old. He's just so perfect. Um, but what, what, how do I say, um, I usually it's like, bye. <laughs> well, that's what we're getting now on the count of three. You say goodbye to my people. Okay. Bye. Wait, pedate, attends, retourne moi. That all means, wait a second, not quite goodbye yet. Wanted to remind you to please write a review so that others can find this awesome podcast. Feel free to share it, send in your topics. I love hearing from you guys. We are building a nice community of What the Fockery listeners. Uh, We have... uh, Patreon as a great way to support. If you do decide to support on Patreon, what you will get, one of the cool things is you will get to watch the actual video version of most of these recordings on top of, you know, extra things. Uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Come check us out. Come follow and interact, please. Instagram, where you can see the photos of what our uh, guests look like and uh, motivational and inspirational quotes on a daily. And uh, and I want to hear from you guys when I look. I'm looking for guests and certain topics. And I would love if you reached out a little more. I have a few ideas that came through uh, some of you guys. Uh, and I have found some experts to come on or people in a certain lifestyle. So please do that. Uh, like, share the whole bit, the whole kitten caboodle. Okay, now officially, bye.